Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Nubo, and I'm grateful to have my good friend, Melissa Kruger, on the podcast. Melissa is an author and serves as the director of women's content for the Gospel Coalition. Bible reading is often done in isolation, but I wonder if there's ways we can engage the Word together. That's maybe not a Bible study. So I'm thinking of ways that isn't necessarily um, opening the Word and studying text by text, but other ways that we can get engaged together. And I'm really excited for you to help us with this, Melissa, because I believe that's your family. Um, your, you've prayed together. You and your husband, Mike, have written a book about that. And so what are ways families can engage the Bible together? That's such a good question, Trillia. Um, and I think it's something we all want to do, but we often, um, I think just like you said, feel the busyness of life problem, particularly as our kids age. I think when they're small and, you know, we have them in our homes all day long, we can figure out different ways to read a children's Bible, you know, because we're reading lots of stories to our kids at that age. But I don't know about you, as my kids have aged, I read less and less stories to them because they're reading on their own. And, um, and so I think um, one thing I will say starting that foundation young of getting God's word in our kids' hearts um, through fun ways like songs and singing or um, Bible stories and just letting God's word be a regular part of their life will translate um, into the preteen and teen years, I think, I think fairly easily because it's already a discussion point. Um, it, those stories become part of your family history, so to speak. Um, just like TV shows become a part of your family history. Like my family, like our kids, we watch certain shows and we all laugh and we talk about them. The Bible can become that with our families as well. And so, um, and that can be going to church together because you hear the word preached together. I mean, that's a simple way that we get the Bible in our collective family, um, not just isolated. It's like the difference of watching a, a movie together in a movie theater <laughs> versus just everybody being on their own devices and watching different things. Um, and so it's really nice to have times as a family together where you're hearing the same passage taught and then you can talk about it at lunch or say, what did you think about the sermon? And you know what? If, if our kids say it was really boring and they didn't get anything out of it, that's okay because, I mean, as an adult, sometimes I think it was really boring and I didn't get much out of it. So I, I think making sure... We allow for that with our kids, I think is huge in helping those discussions happen or say, yeah, I thought it was kind of boring too. That's okay. We don't have to like shut down the conversation because saying it was God's word taught. How could you have not gotten anything out of it? <laughs> like no, no one likes to be kind of scolded, I think in that way. But I think we can still say then, hey, well, what did you think about the passage we read? You know, even if they didn't love the sermon for some reason or something like that, we could say, did you think anything interesting that didn't get mentioned? You know, you could kind of take the conversation different ways. But I also just think with my kids, when they've been going through hard times, one of the ways I try to get the word to them is by texting them and saying, hey, I'm praying this verse for you. I'm praying, you know, whatever verse it might be. Let's say they're worried about a test. Maybe I'll send them you know, a passage about cast all your concerns on the Lord because he cares for you. 
Um, and so I'll cast, or I think it's cast all your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. And I'll send them that verse and saying, I'm praying that you could cast all your cares on the Lord today as you take that test um, and trust him. And so that's a simple and loving way we can get God's word into our kids' lives um, and just show that we're caring for them through the word because the word's supposed to bring comfort in our, in our times of sorrow. Um, I don't know. What about you? Have you, how do you do it in your family? I'd love to hear. Can I turn the question back on you? Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> you know, I, um, it's interesting because I was thinking about this. We, we tried family devotions. We've tried all sorts of stuff and it, one time it went okay. The other time, <laughs> one other time we got really distracted. So family devotions when my kids were younger was very difficult. We did much better with just reading, like reading a Bible story, reading a book, um, than as a gathered family devotional. And then what I've done with my teenage, my, well, she's, she's almost a teenager, um, with my daughter uh, is we did a Bible study just one-on-one together. That, yes, yes. And that, so I, that worked really well. And so we are going to continue that practice, just one-on-one Bible study. So rather than me trying to gather all of us together, every Sunday we, we do ask, okay, what did you think of the sermon? So that's kind of, um, what you illustrated there. That is what we do. We do that. And, and it's, it's always helpful to try to, um, pull out, how to engage their minds and their hearts. Okay, because a lot of sermons seems, at least in my context, more application, definitely teaching. But with that, there's lots of application. So so we can help, okay, where are we, where are we gonna apply this text? And, um, and then with my son, I have read, we, we, we will sometimes read the Bible in the same room. So in other words, we're reading at the same time, but not reading together. And, and so I have, so we're, we're, we're not a family where we've done a lot of Bible reading to get out. We've done some, but they usually fail. (laughs) 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 So we do more one-on-one stuff for conversations and yeah yeah and and you know there's something you said that made me think ah gosh I hope that brings freedom to people one of the things that you were talking about that I thought oh this will give freedom was not to force I can't remember what it was that the specific thing that you said but I I believe it's something about not to force feelings or them to if they say something about maybe the sermon not to force an emotive reaction to it like oh you you should have loved that sermon (laughs) and I think that's the same for bible reading I do think that we are always like there's not a single wasted time when we're reading the bible period there's like you, you are, but you're not going to come away every single time on this like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, are, you're amazing. I didn't know you did all that. You may be confused or you may have questions or you may have just read something and it's historical and you gathered some information. And, and so I guess what I really appreciate and I w- wondered have you, if how have you encouraged your kids as they have been reading and engaging the Bible? Um, because 
they may not come away with all of these emotions. Absolutely. And I love what, you, what you're speaking of there is just such a picture of daily bread, right? Like, do we look at every single meal we eat and say, wow, that was the best meal of my life? <laughs> no, food is sustaining us. But we may have certain meals when we look across the table at each other and we're like, this is phenomenal. You know, and we just soak it in. And I think there are days of Bible reading like that, that we we look at the text in a new way and we're like, this book is amazing. But a lot of the days we might just be eating to get nourishment, to get daily nourishment, and that's okay. And so I've tried to really just explain that to my kids. Hey, be in it. It's going to change you, but that change doesn't happen all at once. You know, it's a long time coming <laughs> that the Lord slowly works on our hearts as we're in the word. He's going to change us day after day after day. But um, that faithfulness and Bible reading over the long haul is what's really going to build our faith, not, you know, trying to stuff it all in at once and get everything all at once, but a long a long walk with the Lord. That is my prayer is that we would all have a long walk with the Lord. And so I'm going to pray for us. Lord, thank you for your word. God, thank you that you have given us such a gift. And Lord, I pray for endurance for everyone reading. Um, you know that we can get tired. We can start thinking of grocery lists. We are distracted. <laughs> we have so much. God, I pray that you will help us to engage your word with all of our hearts, with our minds, with our with a love for you, Lord, and that um, you would help us to persevere through hard texts, long books. God, I think of like Jeremiah and just never-ending all of these Bibles that the books of the Bibles that are harder to read, God, but but you you put them there for a reason. So Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom to know that that you are one, you are good. Lord, you have something to teach us about yourself in your word, and it is a gift. So God, I pray that we would not um, neglect this gift, God, but that we would not approach it um, as a way to earn favor before you. God, thank you that we have favor already. Those who have um, put their faith and trust in your finished work. God, thank you. So Lord, we worship you. We delight um, in you, God, and we pray that you would help to sustain us through your word day after day. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Melissa.